Hello and welcome to another episode of Throne Controllers Podcast. I'm Bats, and as always, I'm joined by the Mammoth Maiming Case. I'm, case a, mammoth. I'm a Mammoth mayor, Maimer now, huh? Yeah, which means you wound them, you're not killing them. <laughs> Damn straight, because they have giant friends. They have very giant friends. Yes. And that's the key. I think that's a life lesson. In this world, just have big friends. That's why I'm hanging out with you, Bats. Yeah, well, six five dudes do. Uh, you do you know anyone over six two is officially can join the um, Giants Club? Uh, it's a group of super tall people. Wow! So you're a super tall giant. Yeah, anyone over six two is technically in the. Uh, I think it's like the top five or one percent or some made up number. I can't think of right now. <laughs> Does that mean you have like an extra brain in your ass so you can feel when someone steps on your toe? No, it's just gets lost in the way usually. <laughs> That's what I assume. So how you been doing, Bats, without some cool name in front of his adjective name? Wow, that was fantastic. Wasn't it? Um, <laughs> you know, not too bad. Just uh, for us in the States here, we got the the Thanksgiving Coming up, where we give thanks for the givings, where you you givings all the givings, right? Is that is that? I think I have that right, right? Yes, I think that's so exactly the, what it is. The givings. Personally, I I celebrate um, evacuation day. Evacuation day. Yeah, it's on. It's the day after Thanksgiving. Ah, yes. It's when the British retreated from New York. Ah, yes. Yeah. It's also the day I think really people name it that way because it's another word for pooping. Well, yes, because after Thanksgiving you got to evacuate. Yes. Evacuate yes. your bowels. Exactly. Rock and roll. Pooping. So I'm assuming for your week upcoming to Thanksgiving, you spent a lot of time playing lots of games so that you could take some time off of your family this week, right? No, I, I played less games so I could play more time and to ignore people. Oh, okay. So I, I, I have a feeling. I, I could be wrong, but you probably played one game, right? I did. Yes, and that game was probably, if I can remember correctly, Hello Kitty Goes to Dallas. Um, you were close. You were close. <laughs> it was Hello Kitty Visits Brazil. Oh, that's that's like a classic, isn't it? It is a classic. It's um, it was right. It was right before the Dallas, I think, one, but right after that goes to China. Oh, okay, so it was like right before they sold out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Sweet. So did you kill any giants in, in China? Wait, not China, Brazil? No, I, I haven't even walked near them. <laughs> so for real, uh, we all know you've probably been playing Skyrim, right? Well, I think half the planet's been playing Skyrim. No, they've been playing Modern Warfare 3. Yeah, No, those people, yeah. Okay, I said half, and the other half's been playing Skyrim. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but that's not true for me. I mean, I've, I've played some other games this week. But you did play some Skyrim. I did play Skyrim. I I, I divvied out my time uh, equally among many different games, though. And All right, so let's 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 hear about what you've been playing, and then we'll talk a little bit about Skyrim, of course, again. Fine, because yeah. I have, I have things to say about Skyrim. Well, anyhow, so well the one game I was playing, I was also playing last week, which is Fahrenheit um, Indigo Prophecy, as we know it in the states. Uh, again, I'm just you know playing through it, trying to get through the game, and just mostly not I. Uh, I love the story of the game so far. I don't want to spoil anything. You know, it's basically 
someone controls you to kill people while the one character and you're trying to figure it out yourself and then you're also playing the cops trying to figure out who's doing all the killings. So it's a you know a cool old juxtaposition. But we talked about it last week. Right, so, it's worth your five bucks. Yeah, definitely. Actually, I would probably I would be worth the fifty dollars I would have paid if I got it when it came out in two thousand five. Um, it's a really good game. The you other five bucks you can get it for five bucks right now. Yes, which is sweet. Um, the other game I was playing this week is I'm not sure how you say this title. It's either you say it or you say v v v v v v. Or you say six V's in a row. I'm not I'm sure. They want you to have this exact conversation so that people look it up. Maybe. Well, anyhow, it is V, 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 or <laughs> Or just some guy snoring in a cartoon bubble. Exactly, yes. Uh, so I'm trying to see how we ex- how would we explain this game, Bats? How would uh, we? Um, if, <laughs> probably batshit crazy. It is a little batshit. So... I think a lot of people know um, what how Meat Boy plays. Like you're you jump and bounce off walls and trying to hit spikes. So this game is kind of a similar concept. It's an indie game, you know, a small title. I think it, one developer. Yeah, I think it's only one developer, maybe two developers. Um, and it's a two D side scroller basically. And the story follow, follows that you are a captain of a spaceship that crashed, and you you're like in this new world and you need to go find all your crewmates because they got teleported out of the spaceship in different areas of this world. And the way you travel is basically you have your arrow keys move you right and left and then you have an action key. And basically what the action key just makes you, makes up and down change directions, we'll say. So like you start running, if you're running on the ground, like on the bottom of the screen and you hit the action key, you flip to the top of the screen. And then you hit action key, you flip back down. You know, so it's not like a jump, but you can use it as a jump because you would hit the action key to flip to the top and hit the action key to flip back down. And you have to touch the surfaces before you can hit the action key again. Um, so, like, there, you know, there's all these puzzles where you're going one way across the top and you come back the other way across the bottom that like to get to the hole at the bottom of the screen. Um, and you're just basically trying to find the right, your way around all these maps and try to locate all of your compatriots. I think you have to find six of them, I believe. And I've, I'm up to two. I've, I mean, I'll probably only put like an hour, two hours, maybe three hours in it. And I found like two or three. But, you know, it's just like a fun little um, time-killing game where you just kind of run around and do these little things and get hit by spikes. And the nice part is this, they have a lot of like little um, save spots around the map. So, you know, whenever it's a hard puzzle, you get a save right before it. So you, and when you die, it's in like an instant load because it's such a, you know, just a 2D old-school like 8-bit graphics. So it loads really – doesn't even load. Just like bam, you're right back on the board and going again. So it's it's fun. Um, definitely, I think I think it's like two bucks <laughs> right now. I mean, it was more, but I think they had. A, I think Steam was having a sale this week or something. So if someone wants to pick it up, it's kind of a little fun game. I'm actually going to use it for my airplane ride whenever I fly home this for Thanksgiving this week. Just be playing it probably on the full flight. But those are the you only two. You can play it on a laptop or on a tablet. Laptop, laptop. I don't have. Well, I do have tablets, but I don't use them. It is being released on the 3DS and on uh, something else. Well, too bad no one owns the 3DS. Yes. I found it amusing because I saw that. I'm like, it's being released on the 3DS? That's an odd choice. <laughs> but So, anyhow. Uh, those are the two games I was playing that weren't uh, Skyrim. And then the rest of my time I spent with Skyrim. So, we can talk a little bit about Skyrim. And I will start it off by saying one very important thing, which will make Bats mad at me and say I'm a fool. Well, that's pretty much everything you say every time. All right. Well, I don't. I think Skyrim is a good game. 
We'll start off with that. And then, you know, everything you say before the word but is usually bullshit. But <laughs> I personally, the last this last week, I've been more excited to play Fahrenheit than I have been to play Skyrim. And I think it's because I get so bored during the dialogue and the story. Like, it's just boring to me to listen to these people talk and to sit there and it's like, oh, come on, can't you just talk faster or something or get the information to me in a more exciting way? Like, it's just that static, I'm stuck staring at this dude. I can't move. He's not moving. And he's just blabbering off like a monologue, you know, basically what I'm doing right now. And, like, I just, I get no fuel for that. Like, any of the stories, the side quest, any of them are just like, oh, okay, got to go do this. Oh, okay, got to go do this. It's like there's no flow to it for me. And I think I've, I said this about other open world games. And, again, it might just be that I'm an open world. I don't really get into open worlds like everyone else does. Um, so, I don't know. I just was taking it back that I, like, play, play uh, Skyrim and then quit so I could go do some play more Fahrenheit, you know, versus the other way around. I think I mentioned twice, too, I did Rage quit once and Boredom quit once this week on Skyrim. So <laughs> maybe I'm a bad judge. Mr. Bats who collects brooms all day. Hey, that broom dungeon is going down. <laughs> I think it would be awesome that DLC that was a broom dungeon. That would be awesome. Um, no, I mean, I think that it's a the type of game that appeals to a subset, but some people, I, I mean, I, I know several people out there would, would not enjoy it because it's, you know, it's fetch quests and and dialogue, and some people just don't get into that. And, you know, some of these other games where it's more a linear, linear storyline, like your Fahrenheit there, um, you know, linear to a point, you, know, you have some some free range there. Um, but uh, uh, it's, it's more focused, I think that you like that a little bit better. Uh, you know, Dusak's storyline was more focused, not open world type of thing, and then that's why you enjoy it. Yeah, but even like Mass Effect, which I guess is kind of, it's not really open world, but, you know, it's kind of linear, but it's, you still can drive the story somewhat. I th- I just feel like the way the data comes out of the game, that sounds really nerdy, the data, the way the information is, is given to you during Skyrim is just seems so blah. You know, like, it's just, it's always the same stare at the dude's face while his lips move. Like, there's no acting, I guess, involved in, in uh, when you're talking I, to people. I just don't think you've also submitted yourself into it as much. There's lots of lots of quests like that, but there's lots of crazy Dude, things that go on. I got a quest given I to me by put a, the game. Okay. I I have gone almost all the way through the the main story quest. If the main story quest isn't good enough to carry the game, then that's that's pretty sad. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that I've had quests given to me by, um, let's see, a uh, talking statue, yeah. a um, a talking dog, mm-hmm. um, a a uh, haunted house yelled at me. And when they gave you these quests, did you have to, were you able to move? Were you stuck staring at them? No. When the, the haunted house, when I could move around, just kept telling me to kill some guy. I was like, kill him. I was like, oh, I, was like I don't want to. It was like, kill him now. So I, then I did, and then it was like, good, good. <laughs> nice. I'm just saying, I, well, but I'm just saying, like, it's not that the quests aren't interesting. I mean, some of them are interesting. It's just the way the data is given to me is so static. 
Yeah, well. It's either uh, you're in combat mode or you're in static conversation mode. Like, there's no... You know, the biggest thing that me and you always talk about with Half-Life was the big thing that they did is that you didn't watch the cutscenes. You were part of the cutscenes. And Skyrim... That's not what they're trying to do. There's no real cutscenes. But there could do more, like... like the, There's a few scenes, I think, in the Thieves' Guild where I'm actually walking with a guy around the, the where the Thieves' Guild is located while he's talking... And that made it a little bit more immersive for me than just us standing next to each other, staring at each other, like with no body movements. It's like, that's not how people communicate. <laughs> you know, it, it just, it just takes, I don't know, it's just weird for me. Yeah, that's, well, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. I mean, that's how the first Oblivion had a lot of complaints. I mean, not the first Oblivion, but... Oblivion, you mean? Oblivion <laughs> had a lot of complaints that the... Uh, that that was stiff, and the conversations were bland, and that the animations were poor. Yeah. Well, now don't me wrong though. I, I, there are moments that are like those moments you go to work the next. We'll call them cooler talk moments, where you go to you know you go to work the next day, and it's like, dude, I was walking down the path, and a dragon came, and I was fighting the dragon, and all of a sudden this horse started attacking the dragon out of nowhere, and then I killed the dragon, and the horse attacked me. I'm like that's something you couldn't really script, you know, into a game. You know, if you were trying to write a story that way, so it does have that for it. Um, but it's just you know, like I said, I, I can I put like a few hours in and then I'm done. I don't have the need to keep on playing. Whatever, you know, like there's this games where you play them, and as you like, it's like in later and later at night, you're like, oh, I want to play one more quest. All right, I need to do one more quest. I don't have that with Skyrim. It's like, oh, okay, this quest is done. It's a good time to quit. I'm done. I'll I'll play later. For me, and I'm not trying to say the game's bad. I think the game's well written, and you know it's a really good game. It just doesn't have that grab for me. Yeah, I mean, so far I haven't played a lot of the main story, but I like the main story of Fallout better. But that's because it was—I felt like it was closer to me. This is more fantasy based. Yeah, well, I think the main story in this one too seems kind of has that stupid thing I hate of. It's, it's the That's Harry stupid thing you hate mean everything. No, it's the Harry Potter uh, story plot of you were born special, so now you have to do special things. Yeah, and and I think in Oblivion, I'm not sure you were born special. It's just that you were around when Patrick Stewart died. Yes, and that, I think that has helped. That game made the like that gave the game eight hours of gameplay right there for me. It's like ooh, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, he's skinny. Yes, exactly. So they're like, ooh, now I can play this game for a while. Ooh, he's um, candy. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know why. It's just like, I guess it's because maybe in Oblivion 2, the main story quest started out with like the king dying and telling you exactly what the fuck's happening. You know, where this one's kind of like you're floating around a little bit more or something. I don't know. I don't know. I do not know. Mm, mm, mm. Well, you know what? We'll leave it to historians to decide. So, um, so the one thing I was been asking everyone that I know is how many dragons have you killed, Bats? Two. All right, you're one, so upset. one in the the very beginning. You you kind of it's like the first one, and then one just dropped on my head in the middle <laughs> of the woods, and I killed him. Um, have you found any companions yet? Like any people to bring along with you? I have one girl. Uh, okay, Lydia, I think. Okay, uh, so I found this dude, and he's like, hey, 500 bucks, I'll come around with you and fight stuff. I was like, oh, cool. I, I ran into him. I didn't run into that guy. So 
I was like, cool, hang out with me. Um, he got killed. Yes. And I was like, that's not cool. So I took all his gear and was like, all right. And <laughs> that's not I, cool. Here, I'll take all your gear. Yeah. And then, then I was like, I got Lydia back at my house. So I was like, yo, ride with me. And she was like, I, right. and then we went, we went someplace and she got killed. Note to self, do not campaign, never join your party. So I was like, yo, she could die too. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. So then I went back to the Jarl, Yarl, or whatever the hell. He doesn't say anything about it. I'm like, I need a new Lydia, yo. I need a new Lydia. What is it? What do they call her? The house something? Or house? Uh, yeah, some kind of weird servant. I forget. I don't know, but I don't have one now. And, and I want one. Like, I'm like, well, if you guys just going to die all the time, like, what the hell? You should be reasoning. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, the weird part for me is I got Lydia, and um, I did one mission right after that where I was trying to sneak. And they She's would like, notice. What are we doing? <laughs> like, shut up. Yeah, or she would run up as soon as he saw someone. She would run up towards them, and so I was like, "Well, I'm. I need to. I'm a freaking ranger type dude. So I basically leave her at home now. You know, where the wife has to be in the kitchen making me pie. Well, she wasn't my wife. She's not my wife either. I'm just making a bad joke. <laughs> she in my game. She's dead. <laughs> she's in a cave somewhere. <laughs> she's alive in my game. Just in in her room in my house. She just stays there all the time because I have yet to use a companion after I couldn't sneak with her. So I was like, Yeah, well, good. don't get the talking dog because he just barks all the goddamn time. <laughs> and I, I really, I want to kick him. I mean, I'm not. I love animals, but this, this. Every time I'm like trying to, I'm looking at something, trying to pick it up. He runs in behind you and pushes you, and you're like, oh, God, "I hate this goddamn dog." At least he doesn't get in the way of your clicking, so you keep on clicking on him instead of clicking on the the looting. Uh, well, or they they step in front of you when you're trying to hack someone or something. Like, yeah, get exactly. Out of the way. Yeah. They're like, "Hey, stop shooting me!" Like, I'm gonna kill you. The, the gears of war syndrome, I call that. Yeah, the gears guys always step in front of you. You saw my bullets. Why did you step there? You're fool. So, but I'm betting you like the game a lot, Mr. Way farther level-wise, but not so far in the story-wise. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited about but you know what I'm more excited about? What's that? Getting my new rig this week. Oh, that's right. The big boy has finally became a good PC gamer. <laughs> Just all I have to do is buy the a buy a rig, and that makes me that makes me a PC gamer. Yes. Well, it was actually funny because I was reading some stuff this week about uh, Skyrim. Who would have thunk it? Oh, and, really? They, there was articles about that game, and I should have. I think I should have got it on the on the PC, man. Yeah, because <laughs> all the freaking mods are out there are freaking sweet, sweet. Like, yeah, there there are quite a few. Have you seen the? the I think I really like the Google Maps one. That one's pretty cool. Um, no, I didn't see that. It's like basically the map that you currently have. You can zoom all the way down into the game, so you could actually say, "Oh, here's where I go," and you can just keep on zooming in, and you can actually see the village. Yeah, well, I heard the, the, the view you see actually is the game world being rendered at a high level, so yes. it would be possible to do that. If you yeah, can. so they have that on the a mod. Um, there's a, there's a, somebody actually, another mod that does like some filtering on the game that make it actually look better, which was actually kind of cool. Uh, you know, they added some more graphical stuff, basically. Somebody actually did a mod that removes all the all those textures. And so running around kind of looks like um, Fortress, what the, not Fortress, what the, Team Fortress. Team Fortress. Yeah, it's like, you know, like the old school, like, shade shouted, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, that's pretty funny. Uh, but it's like, it just seems like there would be more little things to play with if I got on the PC instead. Yeah, well, that's, that's everything, so. 
So you want to tell the people about your uh, rig? Mm. By the way, I did air quotes when I did that. It's a computer. Because, so where'd you buy your case from? From from Dell. Oh, where'd you get where'd you get the motherboard from? From from Dell. Where where'd you get all the components from? From from Dell. Anyhow, hey, you know we started this conversation. And we're like, hey, he's a big boy, and then you're like, you loser. Well, it's baby steps, I guess. First, you'll first you're gonna get training diaper, I guess, is what this is. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. So eventually you'll be able to pee on it by yourself, but right now you need something to hold your hand. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take all our guild money and stab you in the back. <laughs> First off, you need to learn how to play the games before you even stab me. Okay. You, you we'll may have you may have the best armor in in uh, Dragon with a uh, Skyrim. I still but I'd probably take you down. We'll see, sir. <laughs> hey. The, you know, you've only fought two dragons. I'll, hey, I want to throw a question out there to all of our listeners. Hey, uh, well, I don't think they can answer, but all right. Well, they can email us at thronecontrollers.com. Well, uh, what is that's, it? Podcast that's, at no, thronecontrollers. The, yeah, that's the website. That's <laughs> podcast at thronecontrollers.com. I have now, I probably killed like five dragons, right? Um, or so, maybe six. But I actually run into times in Skyrim where I'm running down and I'm like, you get that roar sound and you get the dragon music and you can see the dragon flying way, way above you. And you're like, hey, look, there's a, there's a dragon. I want to freaking fight his ass. But he won't attack you unless you hit him first. And I have a bow, but it's near impossible to freaking target the dragon as it's flying around the sky. And I have no way to get its attention. And I'm just wondering if anyone knows of a magic spell that's like an auto hit or some way to call a dragon to you. So if you know the answer to that, you should send me a, a, an email. I would throw a rock. And by the way, it also I was sad because a friend posted that they got Skyrim, like him and his wife. And they posted a picture of the Skyrim box because they were really excited. And behind the box was the official strategy guide. I was like, oh. really? Really? Come on. It's not, even, it's not a hard game at all. Just play the game and have fun. You know, especially an open world game to get a strategy guide. It's like, oh, no. The 600-page strategy guide, that is. Yeah, that just takes the fun out of it. Yeah. Why don't they just read the strategy guide? They should have just bought the strategy guide, read it, and gone. Well, that, that was a fun game. Yeah, that, that was that was enjoyable. I mean, I guess I guess some nice parts would be you know what weapons to get, but... <laughs> and what not to sell. <laughs> hey, remember that thing about six hours ago that you got? Yeah. Ah, uh, you shouldn't have sold that. It's a quest item. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that probably happened to me a lot. Stupid quest items. Anyhow, so even though we spent a lot of time playing Skyrim, while well, you spent and I spent time playing other games, uh, what news did you find this week, man? Uh, people talked about Skyrim a lot. Oh, well, yes, but I think they might have talked about some other things. Yeah, it's like Skyrim. <sighs> and? Skyrim? Oh, no. uh, boo-hoo to you. Talked about Skyrim. Yes, they also talked about some other things. You know what? Fine. I will take it out of the Skyrim world. <laughs> Jerk. Because, and I'll, I'm going to talk about some, because, uh, you know, I got, uh, it was still in the Skyrim world to make you happy. Because, you know, I got my dragon statue. You know? Yeah, you, you, you like statues. I like statues. And uh, I was pretty excited because, you know, earlier in the week, they announced the Mass Effect 3's uh, Collector's Edition. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't wait to play that game. 
yeah, I'm pretty excited about this game. And uh, of course, it's one of those pre-orders, no matter what. And I was like, yes, all right, cool. What's the Clifters edition? You know, you see, you see that link of the announcement, and you're re- like, really want to click on it and see the big statue of of Shepard that you're going to get, be able to get. And then you find out that you don't get a statue. Mm, you know, what? I don't think it should have been a statue of Shepard because you can play as a male or female. It should have been the Normandy. That'd be cool, yeah, yeah. Because there actually is a place you can buy a replica of it, but yeah, that'd been pretty sweet too. So let's see. I think what you get is um, you get a hoodie for your commander in the game because you know that's really cool. Because you need that when you're <laughs> fighting in space. Yeah, exactly. You get some alternative outfits for your squad when you're in combat, or like you know you can change the colors and stuff. You get a Normandy uh, avatar prop for Xbox Live. You get you get the art book, you get a metal case, you get a soundtrack, a lithogram, and uh, a nice N seven patch for your you know for your hoodie that you personally own. Uh, so, and then I think you get an artificial pet that will be in game if you do a get uh, if you get from GameStop. So, you know, I'm pretty disappointed in all honesty. Um, I thought last Mass Effect Two's collector's edition was a lot cooler because you got the. Um, what was the thing called again? Cybris or Cybris Network, where you got the free DLC for like the first four yep. of them. That wasn't the collector's, and that was any if you bought it new. That's right. You're right. You're right. But still, I doesn't mention that here. Maybe they'll announce that later. But that's yeah, that cool. they'll have something like that. But they're so, gonna make a shitload DLC for it. Yeah. So at the beginning of the week, I was pretty excited to hear, you know to hear this announcement. But then you know, no statues or anything like that. So it kind of got a little sad. But luckily, at the end of the week, the Max Payne Three Collector's Edition was announced. Well, it's called the Special Edition. And they, Rockstar, you know the the company I love so much. You know all the work they've done in this in the world, and I I always play every one of their games. They are going to give me a statue of Max Payne. Mm-hmm. Now, is it going to be him? Which 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 model are they going to use in the game? Supposedly, you know, you, you start it's off skinny New skinny New York model. It looks ah, so. It's not later when he's down in the Caribbean. Type. No, not the bald fat Max Payne. Ah. So the game comes with, which I already said was the ten inch tall collectible Max Payne statue. Um, it's well, and a copy of the game. I don't know why I have to tell you that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, who needs the game, really? Yeah, exactly. Um, a series of game-inspired original still life art prints, you know, you know, images and stuff. Um, oh, the copper and brass-plated iron bullet-shaped bullet keychain. <laughs> so, bullet-shaped, bullet-shaped. How many times does it say bullet in that twice. one? Twice. It says bullet-shaped bullet keychain. I don't know why they had to say bullet-shaped. Bullet. Because they don't want to say bullet keychain. So be like, it's a bullet. A real, why isn't it a real bullet? So they have to say oh, yeah. bullet-shaped bullet. And it does actually screw off. So you can put your cocaine inside the bullet and screw it back on. So when you don't want to carry a baggie with you. I cool. put my fun dip in it. <laughs> um, so in the soundtrack. Now, there's, some, there's two other things it comes with. And it actually worries me because I did not know that this even existed before to, I read that they come in the, in the special edition. You get the classic multi- multiplayer character pack of eight playable multiple characters from the Max Payne 3. And you get the door- disorderly conduct multiplayer weapon pack, which includes different weapons. The reason this worries me is I did not even know that there was multiplayer in Max Payne 3. 
And I'm tired of freaking multiplayer being attached to every game. Max Payne's been a single player for the first two. Why are we adding multiplayer? Why are we adding multiplayer to Mass Effect, Mass Effect 3? Well, the, the guys at uh, Bioware said they wanted to add it since Mass Effect 1, supposedly. Yeah, well, it wasn't there, so fuck off. Yeah, I don't want it either. It's like, really? Come on. I, just, uh, I, I know. I, I guess they could hire more people to work on it, but this feels like you lose focus if you're trying to add in multiplayer to a single-player game. Yeah, so, which no one will be playing after, like, two weeks. Exactly. Especially, I mean, it's not, it's not going to overthrow... Well, you know, here's here's the here's the thing, and this side tangent here. I think that a lot of companies say like, "Oh, we need to add multiplayer because that's going to help against the used sales market um, because people it, it's got replayability value." But at the end of the day, if you really look at the numbers, how many people are really playing the multiplayer a few weeks after the game launches? I mean, if you got this game six months after, you're going to be like, "There's no one playing it." Well, I mean, it makes sense for games like Battlefield 3 and Modern Warfare, which have that big community already. But right now, I, be, I think it's really hard to break in and take over like a community, unless you go for a really specific niche like Left 4 Dead did. You know, they made a game specific for multiplayer for people, you know, bam, they, they made this little niche. But as an add-on to a single-player game, I, you're not going to take out the Modern Warfare of the world. You know, at, like... For like a Max Payne three, there's no way they're sitting around the offices going, dude. With this multiplayer, we'll we'll overthrow, you know, the 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 big huge AAA titles that are focused on multiplayer. It's just not going to happen. That might be. No. Maybe. No. A little bit. No. Oh. By the way, if anyone cared, the um, the Mass Effect three collector's edition is eighty dollars. Max Payne three is ninety nine dollars. Just in case you're wondering, saving up your money to make your pre-orders. So, like, you're gonna you pay you're gonna pay forty bucks for essentially a statue. No, I also get my my uh, bullet shaped bullet keychain and a copy right. of the game. Right, because you want that on your keys when you're going through airport security. Yeah, I was wondering if they would say if I did that, if I had it. I'd probably get in trouble somehow. Yeah. So yes, I will be playing. I was paying $40 for a statue of Max Payne. And I will still probably get the collector's edition for Mass Effect 3, even though I don't get anything cool. Have you ever looked up online to see what people are selling the statues for after the games are out to see if it's less than the difference? Probably, because I... Well, you mean like the day after? Yeah, or something like that. No. Like So you could buy the game normal and then buy the statue when it would be like cheaper? Well, I, I did see um, when Arkham City came out and it had that big, huge bat ring or whatever it was, the bat boomerang. Yeah. I think it was like eight months later, I saw it for like 30 bucks at a GameStop. <laughs> like yeah. the big collector's edition one. Which you bought? No, I didn't get the big, I didn't get the big collection edition one. But then I don't, you saw it for 30 bucks, you did. No, I didn't. I, I don't, I'm not a fan of um, objects as, as statues. Like, like I don't get like the guns. I don't get the, the weaponry as statues. I want statues. I want people. So that's that's creepy. I like I like I like to polish their buttocks. On that note, speaking of polishing buttocks, let's, let's get back to the news. I think. Sure. Well, well, we are know, so, we were so off topic. Well, we were talking about that uh, a pending uh, multiplayer onto a single player game. Yeah. So, no, it would be funny. 
but it wouldn't happen. But anyhow, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to what would be funny in a second. Counter-Strike 3, Global Offenses. When I say That's hilarious. I just want to say Counter-Strike Global Offenses. Beta is coming out on November 30th. Uh, Aren't you excited with DE Dust and DS Dust 2? Um, no, I, I like those when they were in the first one called Counter-Strike, the original version 1.0. Listen, every game has to be upgraded. You know what? You're going to have a PC in a few days. You should try to get on the beta. And then you then you can talk another tune, but I, I know what I would say would be funny is if they announced that they're gonna have a single player at the Counter Strike game. That that would be pretty amusing. <laughs> Why are they attacking single player <laughs> multiplayer games? Yeah. Um, so anyhow, it's the beta is coming out November thirtieth. Um, again, it's it's you have to be invited basically to the beta. It's not like anyone can just join this beta. So you have to be a key holder already. Um, and they did say that we're going to launch some, sometime in earlier early 2012. Of course, that's also Valve time, so who knows what that really means. 2014. Exactly. So it's pretty exciting for us, you know, FPSers. We like. Do you? Do you? Yes. Let's talk about what my group's like, the open worlders and the dungeon crawlers. You don't exist. Yes, we do. All right. So, I know, I think probably the last two, three podcasts, we talk about uh, Blizzard and Diablo 3, but we're going to talk about it again. So, they, they, I think they just keep peppering this out. So, Diablo 3, everybody knows, kind of come out early 2012, um, and they've been... Dance around this whole, we're going to do a console version, maybe. Everybody's like, you're going to do it. Um, and they, they came out quoting, uh, saying, we're not announcing the console game, but they came out with this this quote. Our goal is to make a game that feels like it's natively made for consoles. If we make it, we want it to feel like a Blizzard game and not that we built it for another platform. Um, so pretty much... They want to build it for the console, and they want to make you feel like it was built for the console, but but they um, but they want to make sure that you know they haven't announced anything yet. So because they, but everybody knows that they're doing it because they're hiring people and everything like that. So, um, so I was right. So I'm I'm just wondering if this means that it's going to when they say that does that mean they're just going to optimize it for the console or whether it's going to be, uh a completely different uh, type of experience. I think you, it would not be, uh, <clears throat> their, their, their shareholders would not be happy if they rewrite the game over again. So well, it's going to be like, like a side story. Now it's going to be the original. There's no reason why they wouldn't, if they already have the ability to put it on the console that they wouldn't just tweak it and put it on the console. I mean, the only thing I can see them do is is maybe adding on the panda race or something. <laughs> the panda race? Oh, I don't know if we. I don't think we mentioned in our show, but at um, the Blizzard Con, yeah, they announced the next race of WoW, and it's a panda. Right, right, right. The, yeah. the, the essentially panda kung fu guys. Yes, which right, <laughs> they're not going to put those in jail. I don't know. I'm just saying, like you know, whenever uh, what is it, jumping the shark for movies? I think now it's going to be the pandaing of a of a game. It's like really pandas, yeah. So they're announced yeah. pandas for Diablo three. Just you wait. I not that I didn't already think wow was ridiculous. Wow, and there goes half our listeners. <laughs> they like they like making fun of wow. 
Who doesn't? <laughs> That's true. So anyhow, so you, yeah, I was right when I said that they're going to make a console game version of it. It's not yet, and they haven't announced it yet, so you ain't shit. Oh, so I'm not right because they're going to do it, and then they're going to announce it? I thought wait yeah. until they announce it, even though we know it's... Wait, I don't know. I'm going with that. Yeah. Well, you know, they, have, they have announced it. You know what I'm not right about, though? Everything. No, I've been right more than you have, if you look at listen to all of our episodes. How amazing Star Wars Old Republic's going to be? I don't know. I'm worried if you get if you play that, then you won't be playing Gears uh, Guild Wars Two with us. So, well, I was watching both of those, and um, Guild Wars Two looks more approachable. Star Wars or Republic if, to jump into an MMO that for someone who doesn't play PC MMOs, there was a lot of shit going on. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Well, Old Republic, and this is my opinion of not playing the game, so I could be completely wrong. But from everything I've seen about, because I was actually kind of excited about it. Because, you know, a freaking awesome studio is working on it. and uh, But whenever I started looking at the videos, it looked like, wow, but Star Wars. Like the same kind of wow controls, the same like progression and, and combat and stuff like that. Where Guild Wars 2 is kind of like tweaking it to be more of like an action game with RPG elements. I love RPG elements. Like a Skyrim. I mean, Skyrim is more, is more of a action game with RPG elements. Versus I wish there was more RPG elements. I wish the leveling up was more in-depth. Well, I kind of like the leveling in Skyrim because it, you level when you're do, what, by what you're doing, not by yeah, but I artificial put, leveling. I want to put points into, you know, I go, don't know. I like, go to I your like, trainers. You can do it by going to the trainers. Yeah, just... You only can do five per level. Well, this is like any RPG. You can only spend five attribute points to every level. Yeah, but I can't find the ones I want to use. New Line Cinema. You know, it's a movie cinema. Yeah, they've seen all these great gaming movies come out in the, over the last ten years. It's fantastic. Some of the best cinema out there, I think, is really is based off of video games. Oh, I agree. Art, and- pure art. <laughs> Well, so they decided they they went out and hired some people to write a script based on Rampage. Genius, brilliant! Because you know, there's never been a Godzilla movie before, or, or it might might rival Super Mario Bros. It might Super Mario Bros. is a great great game. Mm. I say game, not movie. <laughs> mm. So I can't wait. But you know I, what? I don't I don't care what the tickets cost. I want I want to buy them now. And on that happy note, I think we should take a break. Yes, I need to go search the internet for these elusive tickets to Rampage. Enjoy the music, guys.
tickets for the Rampage movie only cost me $5,000. Did they come with a statue? Um, I don't know. The, the It was on eBay and the seller was uh, something like um, Bookcase 1825. I don't know. Somebody I couldn't. sounded kind of oddly familiar. Huh. Uh, That's strange. I wonder who that might have been. Mm, Oh, well, anyways, I got to send that check out. Luckily, they live close, so. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder wonder who that would have been. But anyhow, uh, so Bats, this week, or yeah, sometime in the last week, I was scouring the internet because I don't like work at my job. And you want them? You want the internet's clean, so you scour. Yes, them. I do. That's why you know. Remember back in the nineties, everything had black backgrounds with like white text because it was cool. Well, now after I scoured it all, most sites are white with black text. You ever notice that? Wait, wait. Um, is our site black with white text? That's because we're cool, unlike everyone else. Okay. Oh, I didn't scour our site. I'm confused. Our site's dirty. Anyway, <laughs> we have a dirty, dirty site. All right, good. Hear that, everybody? Come to our site for dirty, dirty. Yes, yes, we are very dirty. So while I was scouring this internet, I came onto a list of um, different types of people who play video games. I don't want to say gamers because, you know, really, what is a gamer? So I kind of like was looking at this list of, of them. It was uh, in a forum, and I was, I was just thinking that I was going to run through the list here, and then... I'm going to pigeonhole you into one. And then if you feel the need, you can pigeonhole me. And then we can allow the game, all of our listeners, to send in either their other versions of, of titles that they would think that should be on this list. Or if they want, they can pigeonhole us to where they think we belong based on our snobbery. This, this sounds dirty. Dirty. All right. So, so you ready to hear some of these? You can chime in as you wish. Ding. Ding. All right, so the first one we'll start off. All right. It is The Hater. All right. This is, a, this is someone who was probably taunted and teased as a child for his gaming ho- hobby. And then when, he, when he's, you know, so he grew up resentful and would rather not leave his, or his gaming dungeon and forced to interact with other people. See, you got that one? That's The Hater. Got it. Okay. There's the jock, who will never admit that he's a gamer, but he's always waiting in line for the newest sports game that comes out, the cool-to-own title at the moment. That's the jock. Okay. I think that's you, by the way. You're the jock. Here's tough jock. Not me. (laughs) Then there's the loner. He's basically like the hater, but he he doesn't uh, interact with people for the reason for being teased. He does it because he just interacts with everybody online. He doesn't want to deal with the, the nuances of people and persons, so he just plays with them in online games. Got it. Most inclined to play MMOs. All right. Then there's the true nerd. 
This is the gamer that knows every nuance and detail of every game they ever played. This isn't afraid to recite any of it. Is proud to be who he is or she is. Mm-hmm. The politician. This gamer will play anything, and even if they don't like it, they will have something good to say about it. That's totally not us. Yeah, it's not it, us at all. In fact, we could love a game and still t- say something bad about it. Yeah, they, yeah. Then you have the snob. The snob's an unrelenting gamer who is always ready to defend what they think is the best game system franchise in history. Basically, kind of like not, a fanboy. That's not us either. No. The rebounder. These are the ones that played Ataris and NESs, but left the hobby altogether, only to return years later to rediscover the childlike wonderment of the video game world. Doesn't know us. <laughs> what? Right. I'm, I'm still a child. That's yeah, I know. I, I haven't grown up yet. All right. The collector may actually have more knowledge than the true nerd gamer, but won't offer it up until prompted. Always willing to offer suggestions of a great game, followed by a mission that the game is unattainable. See, that might be up my alley, but I'm not sure. The game's unattainable? So this is like the type of person that says, oh my God, you really play Panzer Dragon, which, you know, the only way you can buy is for like 300 bucks on eBay. Yeah, like, like I, I didn't know that. No, well, they know, like, they, they always suggest these games that they say are the greatest games, but they're like such small titles that they're hard to find now. All right, then you have the, the whiner. This is a gamer that tells the best skills but never seems to be able to pull off a win of a challenge and blames the loss on variables supposedly out of their control. Like the mouse was broken or that's a different keyboard I've had or, you know, there was some lag. All right. Then you got the cheater. This is a gamer that will win at any cost, often sacrificing their morals to win. And basically, the cheater is pretty self-evident. <laughs> the wizard. This is the gamer that plays so many styles of, styles of play that they can seemingly master anything with limited practice. This gamer will often hold at least one world record in a game. Then you have the competitor. Counts a good game and lives up to it. Trash talking all the way. Seeks competitors in every location he attends, but in a friendly manner. You got the clown. This is the gamer will always be the first one to play a game outside the parameters. You know, backwards on the Mario Kart, for example, or rocket jumps in the quick. <laughs> Sounds kind of like me. <laughs> it's true. You do some messed up shit. Um, the sloth, worse than the rebounder, the lazy but flippantly try games at their leisure, often without any previous recommendation or research. They dabble in, in each generation listlessly and often picking titles of ill repute. Yeah. The, the wait, the liar? Yes, the liar. This gamer wants all the street cred of the collective politician with none of the work, but has stronger morals than a cheater. If it's hard to prove, they have done it. If asked to do it again, they often have excuses. The importer, exporter, pretty self-explanatory. They import lavish games from other countries for export to people they know and that need the games that they have. The non-gamer gamer or the closet gamer. Like the jock, this gamer will admit will never admit that they are a gamer, but when surrounded by gamers or put in a gaming setting, they often surprise everyone in the room with their amazing skill or even knowledge. Casual gamer, I don't want to explain that one. <laughs> the giver is a gamer who doesn't hold attachment to the games but finds interesting interest in the moment, and they will often offer up their games to other gamers. The leech the gamer, the gamer loves the industry, loves the hobby, has several favorite games, and can talk 
articulately about games, but owns nothing. There's the answer. This gamer will find any means to enhance his or her game, often claiming that they are better with certain titles when they're drunk, high, or accelerated on caffeine. And by the way, accelerated was in quotes, but you guys can't see me do air quotes. The enabler, holder of game tournaments, converter of non-gamers, and has a library of games to pull out at any moment for the next challenge. I used to be an enabler. I think so, too. Like I, well, I used to hold land parties at my in my apartment when I was living in my other city, all the time. Um, for some reason, no girls ever showed up at those parties. Anyhow, uh, the hmm. sir not appearing in this gamer. <laughs> this is the gamer that swears he or she will always be at the next tournament, but never shows up. Yeah. I've actually had a friend like that. The retro gamer, while the gamer may own new systems or love. For the hobby, will always be focused on legacy systems. The envied gamer. Take up a life, son. That's right. The envied gamer. This gamer will buy something that everyone has their eye on just to have something everyone else wants. I actually know something like that. That's the place. Like the robot, son. As I say, one of my friends had the power glove. <laughs> the elitist, eternally boastful and often packing an impressive amount of mastered games. This jerk of a gamer will trounce you easily and love every minute of it. Far from modest, but for a reason, they spent, well, for a reason, they spend a lot of time with specific games and will hunt down less experienced gamers just to, for a win. And then the last one is the yearner. The gamer will visit game stores often, but never buy anything. Not only do they yearn for the games, but for human interaction. That's sad. I think that's you. <laughs> Thanks, appreciate that. You know, you might be the clown. Uh, I, I'm, I'm like, I think nerd and clown because I play a lot of single player stuff. So you know, like when I'm single playing, I don't, uh, I don't do a lot of that. I do a lot of that stuff when I'm playing multiplayer with people because I suck most of the time at multiplayer games. I agree. So like, I like to do the clown stuff because. If I play it straight, it's kind of boring for me. It's like, oh, shot in the head. Oh, I'm shot in the head again. Oh, oh, last in Mario Kart again. So if I drive backwards and ram people, that's kind of funnier because it's, it's, it's fun for me. I call that the jerk player, but hey, whatever. Yeah, well, because then you guys are like, oh, because Mikey's going to ram one of those frames. Actually, usually the person I'm always trying to ask to ram the other person. But see, I don't know where I fit, dude. I'm probably the leadest. <laughs> I have a prick. You do like to trounce people in games. I do, but I tend not to. I don't seek out people to trounce. I hate playing against bad players. Mm, you kind of do. I play against bad players, but because I search them out. Yeah, but you know what? You also. I'm the competitor. How about that? Did you? You, you were kind of like. Uh, I think I was talking about games, and you were like, oh, I, I like games. What? What are you talking about? Yeah, because I'm always like when we first like, met. Yeah, I'm always like ah, I play video, tons of video games. Dude, when we first met, I had a gaming shirt on. Well, which one? I don't remember. Uh, I think it was like a, the Gears one the, from uh, Gears of War Two. Yeah, but that could have meant you were just a jock. <sighs> so you're saying you think I'm a, a, a closet gamer? How often do you talk about gaming to people outside of the industry? Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, like, in my office, yes. the CEO knows I'm a gamer. 
Well, in my office, we we discussed killing dragons today in uh, Skyrim. Yeah, but your office is full of nerds. <laughs> well, then it's not it's a bad example to use my office. No one, there's only one person in my office that pl- plays video games, and they just borrow them from me. Okay, how about this? May this would better prove your point of trying to make me be a loner. I when I play in my hockey team, I don't talk about video games. Oh shit, you don't. No, in my football team, I don't. I don't talk about video games either. I would. I'd be like, oh man, I can't wait to get home and play some more of those games. I'm usually wanting to play more hockey. See, that's the problem. Like I'll be asked here. I'll be like a networking event, and I'd be like, anybody else here playing Skyrim? Well, see, I would do that at, at like when I go to the comic book store. I, I talk, I ask people if they're playing. Oh, Skyrim. the comic book store. Oh, that's such such a not a safe zone to talk about video games. Well, what do you want me to do? Go to a football game and like stand in the middle of the field, and be like, dude, who plays Skyrim? I know. If someone was like, hey, what do you do with your free time? What's the first thing that? What's the first thing you say? If, uh, if say, I, oh, I like to play. Do I like to play hockey and uh, football? I, or do you? Or do Here, you say I, like I do? I've actually I was asked the question and I said I usually play hockey, football, and then I'm not doing that. I'm at home playing a video game. Oh, see, I say um, the majority of the time I like to play games. I consider myself a gaming enthusiast, and uh, I like to watch a movie now and then. And uh, TV pretty much sucks. Well, see, say. I, 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 but I do play hockey and football. It's not like I'm lying about that. I know, but. I'm just saying, which oh, yeah. you added up to the time in a week, which one actually takes up more time? It's a tie. Oh, it's not a tie. You play more games. No, I go. I play three, eight hours of hockey a week, two hours of football, and then if you tell the gym, I go to the gym like another eight hours, and then I play video games probably like fifteen, twenty hours. Maybe more than that. I don't get me wrong. I probably play more video games, but it's easier to play video games. I can't play hockey by myself. I have to have other people around. I can play a video game by myself anytime. Anyhow, fine. I'll be the closet gamer. <laughs> Even though no, I- no, it's fine. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe you're not. I, don't know. I, I do uh, talk on a podcast about video games. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the problem. That kind of does wreck it. <laughs> but does, does everybody you know know about the podcast? I do post it on every every feed I have in the world. Yeah, I do too. So, there you go. Anyhow, so I don't know. I just wanted to run through them because I, I found some of them kind of amusing. Um, some of them were kind of stupid, like the sloth. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know what sloth exists. I feel, like, I feel it was a little fluffed out. I feel like there could be some other ones. Yeah. Well, if anybody else has any ones that they want to add or what. You know, email us a podcast at throwcontrollers.com. What about like the, the the guy who always has to get the game first and beat it before anyone else does, and then say and say like, "Oh, I already beat that." I tend to do that. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like well, that should be that should be one because that, that's I mean we all know that guy. Yes, I mean we we kind of know that guy, but that's I, not the point. But the, but there's but difference though. I think there's people that do that because they want to be the first to beat it, and then there's we're, we just want to play the games. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like there's, I know, I know, you're talking about there's like that one guy that's like buys it and beats, like he'll buy Modern Warfare three and beat the single player the first night just so he can say he beat the single player, even though or, or pay eighteen hundred dollars to get it delivered next day. Oh, that person's such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. 
Man, I so wish I would have been smart enough to steal one game and sell for that much. Mm-hmm. Do you have to write that off on taxes? No, let's go with no. No. So, Bass, do we have any questions, dude? We always have questions. All right, then. Why don't we get in those? Dear Bass and Case, what is the meaning of life? 42. It's 42. Okay, next question. Yes, moving on. <laughs> that is the actual answer. We're, we're actually in agreement. That's amazing, uh, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is. First question we ever agreed on. Yeah, and there's no discussion needed. It's 42. Exactly. If you need to ask why, go away. Um, dear Betsy Case, you guys talk a lot about how when games are remastered, they come out crappy, but are there any remastered or re- remade games that you actually like? <sighs> you know, we hate everything. No, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm going to say something here, and I might sound like an idiot for saying it. Because I'm not sure if it's a remastered game or not. <laughs> Remember that Super Mario Brothers game that they did for the DS? That was basically the original Super Mario Brothers, but like the power ups made you like big and giant. Do you not know? Uh, what I think that was a different one, but yeah, I understand. Was what it a completely different game, or was it like the original but with different features? You know. I think it was a different game. Because it felt like the original one playing it. Like the, the boards seemed like similar, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, do you have any other any other ideas, by the way, while I try to think? Remastered video games that... Don't suck. That don't suck? That were better? Um, Assassin's Creed 2? But I don't know if you want to consider those remastered... Like, well, it's like you talking about sequels? No, no, well, I'm saying like uh, that better than the first one. So, was that remastered? Does that count? No, okay, okay. So, you're talking about something that was out and then they came out with it again, yeah, like a remastered. Um, like, no, sometimes they remaster the Beatles album and release it again. What about, um, the what about what about like a, a, a reboot? Does reboot count? A reboot, reboot, sure. We'll so, the uh. The new Tomb Raider game that's supposed to be coming out, which is kind of a reboot, looks like it's going to be really good. Except you don't know that, so that's not answering his question. Or her question. <laughs> he said, which ones have you found good? Well, yeah, you know, majority of times, remastered games suck. I, I know one. Counter-Strike. I like version one. I also like version 1.6. The graphics improvements. I actually even liked uh, Zero that came out. Is it called Zero? Yeah. Source. No, Counter-Strike Source. I, I liked it too. See, that, there's one there. They've been improvements on it. See, there you go. Yeah, but again, is that is that more of a sequel thing? That's like saying like no, Team Fortress. I really liked Team Fortress when it came out. And then when they came out with Team Fortress 2, I liked no. that. Oh, but Team Fortress 2 is a completely different game. Counter-Strike, the game was not different. They just reskinned it and tweaked its controls. Really? Is, you really think Cat, uh, Team Fortress 2 was a totally different game? Yes, the Team Fortress. They still got the same characters in it. It's a different looking feel. Completely different feel. Counter-Strike's goal was not to be different. Team Fortress 2's goal was to be different. You know what I'm saying? Do you not follow what I'm saying at all? I smell your cooking. I have a feeling that there was a Half-Life 
remake that I played. There's, that was that was a mod though, I think. There is a mod out there. Uh, I think it's blackmesa.com or something like that. They're reskinning the whole game, but yeah, they're taking their sweet ass time. <laughs> it's like they they must have looked for Valve or something. Yeah, and in the, uh, the videos, it looks fantastic. Oh yeah, I've never seen that. Uh, I, I don't know. I I really don't. Maybe I just don't play a lot of remastered games. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think a lot of times to take in a, a a game that was originally out and for them to really remaster. It, I mean, <sighs> companies don't usually take that opportunity because you might not get the. I know I, one. I was gonna say like um. No, I got one. It's been doing it with their, with their their collections, like coming out with uh, the God of War collection, where they supposedly remaster, which they up just upres the graphics or whatnot. I'm putting that in quotes, and then um, re-release it. But uh, those are pretty much the same games again. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, where'd you go? Kaufman <laughs> uh, on the side of the room. Nice. I, tur- I did. I did that. Turn the head cough. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, what were you saying? Because I was about to interrupt you. I said uh, PlayStation has been doing the remastered, but I don't know if that caught, counts because they're just upraising the graphics. And I put that in quotes. But uh, yes. So, one game that at first I thought was only going to be an upres of graphics, but they actually did some tweaks to the gameplay that I really liked is Bionic Commando. That came out like two years ago or three years ago. I can't remember. That was good. That was a really good remake. See, that's a good example of a good remaster because it was exactly the same game. They just like tweaked like some of the controls and and reskinned it to be more of an HD quality. But the uh, the reboot, not the remake, yeah, the, sucked. <laughs> it did. I, I actually was I was actually a little excited about it because I was like, "Ooh, I can swing!" And then by the time it came out, I was just like totally about hating the game. <laughs> So hater, hater. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. I think I would say that would be the best example of a remade game I can think of uh, right now. That I would say for me would be Bionic Commando. Good example. Mm, yes. So next. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nothing else for that one. Um, so we got sent an article which. I didn't read the article, but based on the title of the article, I think we can have a conversation about it. Ooh, I like Um, basing things on titles. Yeah. So according to the article title, (laughs) children who love video games have brains similar to gamblers. (laughs) How do we feel about that? We think that's true, false? What do you think? I don't even know what it means. You know, here here's my take on it. Doesn't every I think everyone has a brain like a gambler. It's it's a uh, it's a reward system. You if you put a put some kind of effort out there and you're rewarded for it, even in a occasionally, you know, there's there are some losses in there, then you want to repeat that action. So I think gambling is is more of a human trait than saying it's like a, it's a type of brain. I think well, are they saying like addictiveness to gambling or just the want to gamble? I'm, that's what I'm, I'm I didn't read the article. <laughs> well, I know you did. I'm just saying like, 
like the word system thing I understand, but I'm like, are they saying that people who play video games have an addictive personality and that's why they get addicted to video games? Because that's kind of what I read it as is like, oh, gamblers, people are gamblers, which makes it for some reason that sounds like a bad thing to be. I think they're just saying that when they look, maybe they look at the brain function that it's when people are playing games or gambling, it's functioning in the similar ways. Similar sections are lighting up. That's what I'd guess if I read the article. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying like that. I was just wondering if that. Well, see that that makes no sense though, because if it's just the brain light up, it's it's like there's so many things that could do that. You know what I mean? Like, You're gonna make me click on the article, aren't you? No, you don't have to. I'm just saying. What I'm saying though is, if they basing it like what you said earlier, if it's an award system, is why it happens. You have that from other avenues of life, also. You know, I bet you bingo people probably have the same thrill as a gambler. You know, I'm just maybe my problem is is that no, yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you two, more detail. This is from the Telegraph in the UK. I want to give them props because I'm essentially going to read exactly what they wrote word for word. Collins wrote that, by the way, with this yeah. article. All right. go, go researchers, researchers found children who spent an excessive amount of time playing games had an enlarged area of the brain, which is the main hub of the reward system. This meant they got more rewards from playing games even when losing. It is similar to the way a gambler's brain compels them to keep betting when the odds are against them. So, yes. Very similar, brain, brain, brain. brain. I'm just brain saying. Brain. I'm assuming there's some other. Uh, I, I see there's lots of other things that have the same interactions as a brain when gambling. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's like 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 when I go to the bar. Obese have have the same as gambling because they like to eat. People who get runners high or so they exercise a lot. When Case goes to the bar and gets shut down by every woman, he still goes to the bar again and gets shut down by every woman again. Yeah, I think this is. I think this is stupid. It's like people who have brains have brains. That's my yes. what it says. People who are humans have brains that work in the same way when they're doing different things. It's like, um, did you know that there's an experiment called Pavlo's dog? It's like <laughs> people's brains act like that. It's crazy. So yeah, I think they're just. I think it's. Just people's brains are are wired to seek rewards, and whether it's gambling, gaming, running, sports, or immer- immersing wealth and disrespecting women. <laughs> right. I don't know. It's just stupid. I'm done with this question. <laughs> I, I'm going to say false on this one. Well, I might agree that the same brain parts light up. No, it's false. I... I I take their assumptions and I toss them out the window. I'm just, I'm just saying there's there. I don't see a negative reason. I said good day, sir. Okay, fine. I said good day, sir. Good day. Good day. So, is, is there any other questions out there, man? There is. But I'm not gonna read them. All right. So, so we're calling it we're calling an episode. Yeah, I think we are. If you want to write in and have us pretty much not pay attention to your question correctly and answer however we feel like, you can send an email to podcast at thronecontrollers.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at uh, Controller Talk. You can hit us up on Facebook and uh, click the like button because we like the thumbs ups. 
Uh, you can go also go to the site, check out uh, the latest podcast news and reviews from Case or Bats, or maybe special uh, guests occasionally. Send an email to podcast at thronecontrollers.com and we'll read your email on the air. In fact, if you type it up this week, tell us what you're going to be playing between now and Thanksgiving, or tell us how your how horrible your Thanksgiving was with all your family around not being able to crush your foes in video games. Some of us will still be able to crush the foes. Fantastic. Well, I have, my, I have a gaming box that's portable. <laughs> Case. Yes. Speaking of crushing, we just crushed episode. 22 and we out peace